seven o'clock this afternoon, the Road Traffic Management Corporation says impatient drivers, dangerous overtaking, alcohol consumption and driving without a valid driving license are some of the causes of road fatalities in the country. For SAFM News, I'm Kirit Lala. More news at 2 p.m. Otherwise, on SAFM. From a glorious day in Cape Town, welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala and my producer for today is uh, Zanele Jambane, Jorila Khodi and Hazel Makuzeni. Albert Klassen is our technical producer for the day. Our number 0892-102010 and our email is otherwise at safm.co.za and the show is podcast on http forward slash ionofm forward slash go forward slash safm. Otherwise on SAFM. On the show today, it's all about movements. First, we talk to CEO of the Spread Love Movement, Komoto Mukwena, about mentorship. And then we talk to entrepreneur Andi Swandlazi about the Pride Movement and Kenya, the Black Doll. But first, we'll take a bit of music.
Bert and Stein's Spire Gyra, that song Joburg Jam taken from the album Deep End, and you are listening to Otherwise on SAFM. And my guest now joins me on the phone, Komoto Mukwena. Welcome to Otherwise, and thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. How are you spreading love today? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I'm just running around your beautiful city. <laughs> so I, I hope I'm spreading love with, to all the people that I see in this city. Listen, uh, that's most yes. of us girls just get together and we share tips on this, that, and the other. And you ladies just started a movement. Tell us yeah, about I mean, it. Well, I mean, we're all, uh, we met, you know, most of us during varsity. Um, some of us are the students, UCT students from all over the place. Mm-hmm. And basically when we started working, we realized it was an opportunity for us to try and do something and, and give back. But we weren't really sure how. We tried all sorts of different things <laughs> before <laughs> before starting what we did. And then we realized the most important asset that we have is the information that we have to impart. Um, all of us are in very various different careers. I'm an attorney. We have engineers. We have applied mathematicians. We have entrepreneurs. And um, we realized that that skill, uh, 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 the skills of, of, of how to get to where we where we are now, that's valuable information for our young people and our learners, and we thought that's the best. That's the best thing that we can give back, actually. So you, you, how did you start? I mean, did you, you, it's a brilliant idea, but you know, applying all of that, those wishes, must have been difficult. Not as difficult as you think, actually. <laughs> and it's part of um, what we do generally, try and encourage other young people, uh, especially young professionals, to give back. That it's actually not that difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, the first event that we ever did was a, a, a children's Christmas party, and um, we met some of the older kids. We were at a, a youth and care center, and we met some of the kids who were in high school, mm-hmm. and they really had a sense of, you know, not not knowing what they want to do next, not knowing where to go from here. That's when we realized the information is so important. So we started literally cold calling schools. And that is still actually how we reach out to schools today. Mm-hmm. Literally pick up the phone and say, we want to come give you this day. This is all the information we have to offer. This is what we can give to your learners, yes or no. Um, we have great reactions. We have not so great reactions. But for the most part, we've been, we've been on the move for five years. Um, and for the most part, we've had very, very good reactions, people wanting us to come, people hearing about us in different ways and calling us and asking us to come through. So... Um, for the most part, we've, we've done very well over the last five years. Those that don't invite you uh, to come or the, the people that don't respond positively, what, what, what's their problem? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> because, but, the, you know, it's obviously not people who've, who've dealt with us before. You know, obviously we're making a cold call. Mm-hmm. So I do think that some of the schools are nervous. You know, who are these people giving us free stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, sadly, there's a lot of laziness on the part of staff members that at certain schools. Um, it's very unfortunate. We have really fantastic schools in South Africa, but we also have some really lousy schools. Um, and some of the staff members say, oh, who's going to come in on a Saturday and help mm. you guys? Mm. Uh, you know, I, I, nobody's working on a Saturday, Sissy. That's what they tell us <laughs> when we call. I need them um, seven me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, you know, you ask yourself, but this is not really about you, my friend. <laughs> but um, because all our events are on Saturdays um, because obviously all our volunteers are working professionals so it's difficult to get people in during the week 
So when when the school says yes, you can come through. You book a Saturday, give it to them, and invite all the kids in. Yes, basically, um, and then we rally up our volunteers because our volunteers are. I mean, we reach them in various ways: social networks. Um, sometimes it's our own colleagues, friends, family that we reel in to come into these events. On average, we have about 20 volunteers per event, mm-hmm. um, and we just round everybody up. We we tell the school to invite the kids, whichever grades they want to participate, mm-hmm. um, and we go in for three or four hours on a Saturday morning. Um, we give them printouts, various bits of information about different careers, how to write CDs, um, you know, ways to be interviewed and, and, and those sorts of things. Why do you believe children are confused, at the, at, especially at high school, about what careers to go into, what sort of life they want? Because I find it's a, it's a huge challenge. What sort of conversation do you have with them? I think it's, it's, it's a general confusion that happens when you're a teenager. It's, you know, it's, it's not just about careers. Kids are confused about everything mm, at mm. that age. And the sad part is they have to make big, life-changing decisions at a time in your life when everything is a bit fuzzy. Um, so, and it's, it's, it's made worse when there is no access to information, mm-hmm. when there is no one to ask questions to, where there's no internet at home, there are no other professionals at home. That makes it a lot more difficult. So I think that, um, you know, one of the things we ask them is to meet every single volunteer. So mm-hmm. somebody might come to me and say, okay, Sis Kumuta, I want to be an attorney. You know, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, I'll tell you, but make sure you go and visit Omaputi, because she's an entrepreneur, mm. and and make sure you go and visit Leanne. She's an engineer, because you don't until you know you don't know okay. until you have that information. How can you know you don't want to be an engineer? How can you know you don't want to be an entrepreneur? So one of the things that's very important to us is to tell the kids to not just within our career days, but generally to seek out as much information about anything, about anything career related, because you really never know until you found those things out. Until somebody digs out that passion in you. Yes, exactly. Now, how often do you go back to the same schools? Because obviously, you know, you leave that school, you find other schools, and you're going around the country, I take it. And, yes, and around the province. <laughs> around, the province. <laughs> around the province. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about spreading it elsewhere. But, hmm. but I, I, what do you leave behind that continues to encourage these children? Because you cannot go back to the same school over and over mm-hmm. again. I mean, we leave in from our information pamphlets that we print for them. In addition, we, for the most part, stay in, in touch with the kids on, on the social networks. We have a Facebook group, a Twitter page that they can follow mm-hmm. so that they can keep in touch with us. They are also left with our email addresses, our details to get in, in touch with people that they want to get in touch with. Mm-hmm. Some volunteers are kind enough to give their personal information to learners that perhaps they've made a connection with and, you know, this particular learner is, is clearly very interested in this career and some, some volunteers will make that personal connection with learners as well. Mm. So we try and stay in touch with them as much as we can. But one of our, uh, you know, our important sort of philosophies is to say the world isn't going to, this kind of information that just comes at you for free, mm. it's not standard. And you really need to, to basically grow up mm. and go and seek it out. We're mm. getting you guys started but now you must get moving. And, and, and that's very important for us to teach them. It is, because, you know, people can't sit there and think, you know, they deserve things. Somebody's going to pay yes. for them. I, yes. I'm, I'm thinking even if you charge them five cents for that, you know, if they, if they find that five cents, then they'll treasure the information. Yes. You know. but who, who pays for what you do then? 
Oh, we have. Uh, we are not funded. We are covering all the costs um, ourselves. We all work, so it's not as difficult as you think. It's <laughs> but, not sustainable, um, though. Yes, Moza. exactly. The big, the big cost is printing, um, which is basically a few, you know, a few hundred rands a month, um, and then transportation to get to events. We mm-hmm. carpool, and that's why we always say to other young professionals, it's actually very easy to to get involved. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend a fortune. You don't have to give up half your salary. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of giving some time. So if if we no, we'll talk about helping later. How do we make sure the love spreads all over the country? Well, one thing we try and do, uh, we often get approached by other organizations. Mm-hmm. So we try and partner with them and give them information that we have, valuable information that we have, see what they also have to offer us. Um, and we are looking to try and partner with other organizations across the country because we do feel that, uh, you know, the kind of information we have to give should be, should be shared with, with learners all over the country. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. Um, you know, right now, as I've, as I've said, we're all full, fully employed, so we don't get to devote as much time to this as we, as we would like to. How often um, do you go out to the About schools? once a month. Mm-hmm. We go to a different school every month or a youth care center type of place. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can people help you? Um, people can get in touch with us. Uh, our email address is spread love movement, and love is with an L-U-V at gmail.com, spreadlovemovement at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on Facebook at Spread Love Movement. We're on Twitter at SLM Guide. At um, SLM Guide. At SLM Guide. Okay. That's our Twitter page. We're also on LinkedIn, Spread Love Movement. Um, any of those avenues, if you use them to contact us, we will respond. We're very good about replying to people and getting back to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we... we we really do treasure our partnerships, so we, we're certainly willing to, to sit down and meet with people and get to know what their organizations do or what they want to do, how they want to be part of the organization. The most valuable donation you can give to Spread Love is time. Time. So we're, we're, we're more than willing to accept people's time. <laughs> As volunteers, but also, I mean, the printing could be, could be offered to you because it seems like that's where most of your money, if you've got to leave pamphlets and information for yeah. these children, you need them printed by somebody. Yes. I mean, fortunately, we were very recently given a wonderful donation by FNB. They actually just last month gave us a, a very, very fancy, nice printer. Oh, wow. So right now, yeah. So very, right now, our, our cost is obviously just paper, toner, you know, so things, hopefully that will come down for us. But we, yes, we of course accept donations in the form of paper, mm, you know, ink. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that, that kind of, that kind of donation would also be more than welcome. Um, but in any, in donations in any form, if you reach us through any of those avenues, we'll get in touch with you. How many are you girls? We are eight. The original group is eight, and then volunteers sort of come and go yeah, as, the as and when you need. The, yes, the volunteers number vary. I mean, we've got on our books in terms of volunteers probably about 50 people um, that come in and out of various events. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the core group, the, the, my co-directors are eight. We're all eight. Okay. How are you spending tomorrow night? 
Oh, wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you can tell me because <laughs> I'm in this very strange city and I never know what to do on New Year's Eve. I'll probably end up sleeping or something. No, <laughs> no, no. There is so much to do. I refuse. I'm going to follow you on Twitter and tell you exactly what to do. There's okay. loads of spaces. You must, you must. It's, there's so much to do in the city and spend the time, walk, go up the mountain, do something uh, strange that you've never done before. But do, will. do will. something. <laughs> Thank you so much, and well done. I, I give you girls lots of strength to continue spreading the love, and let's see how we can get you help and volunteers. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for your time, Komoto. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. They're doing an amazing job, and for, you know, just for the love of educating children and helping them get to make decisions about their future. And when they see somebody whose future is, is, is happening, uh, they, you know, it mirrors what they can do. So please assist wherever you can. Just you know, give off your time because that's all they ask for. So spreadlovemovement at gmail.com. They are on Twitter at slmguide. Um, they are on Facebook, spreadlovemovement. So, yeah, go there. Go there and... Um, and see what you can do. Give somebody a gift of a career, I guess. Let's take another piece of music and come back. Thank you. 
Donna on SAFM Bantu Biko Street. Joining me now on the phone is Andy Sandrosi, who's a member of the Proud Movement. She's also introduced Kenya, a black doll in South Africa. Hello and welcome, Andy. Hello, Shadow. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for taking time to talk to us because everyone's busy at the moment. Where do you find yourself this holiday? Are you in Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban, or wherever in the country? I'm in the lazy town of East London, and it is uh, so lovely, the coast oh, uh, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't take up too much of your time. Andy, so tell us about the movement, the Pride movement. Yes, the Pride movement, uh, Shadow, started because uh, we were introducing a black doll to, to actually Africa in particular, which is where I'm involved. Um, and we, the buyers were telling us that, look, there are many black dolls and things like that that come to the market, but these things don't sell. And uh, we realized that then it is deeper than just having a doll on the market, but we needed to instill such values that um, a pride into something that you look like versus something else is needed in order for for such things to happen, for black dolls to, to, to have a space on the market, for example. Mm-hmm. You say you're involved in Africa. Is, 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 is the parent company in, in also in Africa or is it in the U.S.? The parent company, yes, is in the U.S. This is where the movement started in the U.S. because, mm-hmm. as you would realize, they've got a similar uh, 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 lifestyle, uh, particularly to South Africa, uh, and the challenges to the black people in that country as well. So it started there in the 90s, uh, but it stopped, and then we were bringing it back, and then Africa is now the biggest part of the movement. And the black doll is all over the continent. We are just introducing it. It's only been uh, in South Africa for a month, which is uh, where uh, I've started. And that game has just sent dolls to the rest of to selected African countries. Uh, across uh, the, uh, the regions of Africa, really, and uh, slowly but surely, we're hoping to be in the in the entire continent. Uh, your doll was here in time for Christmas, I take it. It was in time for Christmas, but just uh, in time for Christmas. Other other cities and towns, may not, especially the small towns, may still may still be in transit, including other African countries. But the bigger cities, the Cape Town, Johannesburg, they definitely receive stock uh, uh, before Christmas, especially the checkers uh, uh, stores. 
Now, I wonder, do, do young girls still get dolls? Do, do parents still buy them dolls? Most definitely. That's very interesting. Most definitely they still do. Um, especially the, uh, our range uh, is very vast because we start from the crib from uh, to cater for the dolls and then the age up until teenagers because of the fashion that we've incorporated to the, the high fashion we've incorporated to the dolls, it then increases to the teenage hood. Now, I'm not... I'm a black doll but you know i've seen so many people try to make black dolls and they 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 always turn out to be very ugly dolls <laughs> indeed indeed shadow and that's what uh, i had to look into before we introduced the dolls that's the major part of the doll it's beautiful i think you've seen the pictures it's, and that's what everybody, when they first see it, they're like, wow, beautiful. Because, And in fact, uh, on Twitter, when we're talking about the dolls, one, doll say, uh, when one person said, oh, wow, um, the, there's black dolls in South Africa. And uh, somebody else said, oh, well, I bet they're ugly. <laughs> yeah, they, they all look, they make us all look like gollywogs. <laughs> that's definitely, I, this, I'm in this uh, for real. I'm very proud of this doll. Uh, it represents a really beautiful black uh, human being uh, who the kids need to aspire to. And this is one of the reasons why they haven't been moving off the shelves, those black dolls that the buyers say they've been receiving. It's because they're not trendy, they're not uh, beautiful, and they're not fashion forward. And that is what the other dolls are, are, are competing, uh, they, that they're competing with are. And you cannot expect a child to concentrate on race on a black doll versus on what's in. Hmm. Now, I, um, how do you make sure that they don't look like Barbie? Because, you know, the, the faces usually, <laughs> the expression is a Barbie expression and then it's just painted brown. And which color brown do you choose? Because there's a brown and a tan. We're not all the same shade. Indeed, uh, that's what's been happening in the past, that we just uh, tint the, the same black doll. You, people will notice when they see the doll, the nose, uh, we've taken particular care with every little uh, detail. And also the dolls, especially in the ranges, don't look the same. Uh, and also, uh, especially the fashion doll comes in, uh, it's got characters, which is the boyfriend, the friend. Now they look different from each other as well. Also, what's the most interesting thing is that we've taken four skin tones. So mm -hmm. a parent or a child can choose a skin tone that looks like themselves. Alternatively, that looks like their cousin, sister, or friend. Mm -hmm. and, and also, they can have a collection of all the four skin tones. And in future, we'd like to introduce even more. But the four skin tones represent a large part of the African uh, uh, human race. Let's talk about safety for a minute, because um, I, I just worry your dolls have got lots of nice little clothes, nice little accessories, and how safe are these? I mean, because if a child gets hold of one of them, puts them in the mouth, or just, you know, I, I'm not sure what kids do with dolls, but what, what, what sort of precaution have you taken as far as safety is concerned? Very good question, Shadow. Uh, that is why we have uh, from the crib uh, to the teenagehood. And it's very important that when parents go and look at dolls, any doll, not just at the Kenya doll, it's written there, it's clear that this age uh, plus three, usually uh, below three, you cannot have 
the, uh, any doll for a child. It's mm. specific dolls, which is to us, it's called my first. Mm. And then above three, then it's uh, it's most of the dolls are appropriate for kids. But it's very important that when any parent takes a doll, they look at that. It's clear. It's written. Maybe written small in other uh, products. But in our product, it's written quite big and in the front. So it's very critical for each parent to look at the age restriction for, for, for a doll. What does this movement do outside the dolls? The movement definitely creates, as I said, pride, and we want to go to schools, malls across the continent and try and uh, foster respect, responsibility, educational growth, uh, within the black communities, uh, that children are proud to to have the color, the skin tone that they have. They don't have to aspire to something else that they're not. They actually aspire to the mother in the in in the household uh, before they look elsewhere. And they also try and start to see the stories within their communities of, for example, out of my of, out of the blue, the Zaharans that come from difficult backgrounds, but they are superstars today. Uh, that you can become whatever you want to become uh, if you disciplined, if you concentrate on education. Um, so we would like to partner, in, including with lots of celebrities that can tell their stories that are genuinely interested in changing uh, the future of the African child. So the, it's, the doll is just the first part of it, and then you hope to grow. Are you working with anybody else around South Africa to make sure or other organizations, in fact, to spread the, 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 the pride word? At the moment, no, but we are interested in working with lots of organizations that would uh, be aligned to the pride movement in particular. Uh, we're just at introductory stage now. We're welcoming all the uh, partners that can uh, partner with us in terms of the pride movement. It's a very exciting uh, time for us because we really want to change the future of, of Africa as a whole. What sort of, what sort of organizations would you target or would you want to work with? Uh, as a, particularly, as I said, celebrities that come from difficult uh, backgrounds, uh, organizations that support schools, primary school education in particular, even government organizations that support uh, uh, primary school organizations. Also, uh, uh, corporations, banks, uh, anybody that's already in that uh, primary school education uh, sphere mm -hmm. uh, would be very beneficial because we want to take it on the approach of an educational aspect. Mm. And the name Kenya, where did it come from? Because it started in America, you know those, uh, they, they, they name their children Kenya, <laughs> but you cannot blame them. We also have children called Africa, uh, so <laughs> it's just a name. It has nothing to do with Kenya, the country. Uh, we actually not even in Kenya. Kenya is one of the countries we have not even uh, touched, but soon we hope to be in Kenya, but the neighboring countries have the dolls. Tanzania has the dolls. Uganda has the dolls already, but it's just a name. Okay. No, I, just, I was just wondering. It was very, very interesting for me to see Kenya. And I thought, oh, okay, it must come from the U.S. Because, yes. you know, <laughs> so true. So true. One would think that Kenya is the only African country they know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, by the time that I got involved, uh, the, the name was already there. There was nothing I could do to change it. Mm. But, um, well, let's praise them for 
for, for promoting African an African country. It doesn't matter mm, which one it, it is. It doesn't matter, uh, actually. It, it, it. How much influence do you have in, in uh, you know, the production of these dolls? A hundred percent, to a fact that uh, we've already started with, there's a huge uh, thingy on the, on, the, on the afro, on the hair. Uh, we now want to expand it. We, ha- we have short hair already. One of the boys has short hair. Mm-hmm. When I say the boys, I mean the dog mm-hmm. has short hair. One is bold. Uh, many of them have afro. Yes, we did not exclude uh, the relaxed hair mm-hmm. or what she is. But afro is the big part of the Kenya doll. Also, we want to then introduce dreadlocks. I've been asked by people that, no, you must also have dreadlocks. <laughs> so I've got 100% influence. Even in terms of fashion, I want to introduce uh, the shwe shwe's and the African fabrics into fashion, into the, uh, the, the today's uh, fashion versus having it in the ancient uh, way of wearing uh, the African fabric. Where the producer, the producer in the U.S.? They're produced in China. They're produced in China. But yes, you, for you, obvious reasons in yes. terms of <laughs> the market. <laughs> okay. No, I, I look forward to seeing one of these dolls because I, I, I saw the pictures, but I, um, I, I think seeing it in real life, and I, I like the fact that Kenya is, has friends, you know, yes. and, and the names are not all Kenya. There's Tando, so that's South African at least. Yes. You know, and there's Keisha. Um, I, I'm told there may be a... A, a a TV show featuring these dolls? No, not necessarily a TV show, but what we want to do when we go to these schools and malls, we want to have one of the characters, we want to have these characters, these tandas and everybody to be real-life characters, ah. coming preferably coming from each uh, region of, of Africa, mm. meaning Tando would be coming from Southern Africa and would be representing Zulu, some may say Kosa, uh, but I wanted to take the biggest language in each region of Africa. Therefore, hence Tando in, in, in and Kisha would be Swahili. Kenya, we could uh, say, is East African Swahili. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ado, West African, uh, 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 Nigerian. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to take each character. And then we would ha- while we're at schools, we would have a live broadcast uh, to somebody, uh, let's say the live studio in Cape Town, uh, speaking to uh, the children. That that's more of what you're talking about, not, but not a TV show. Yes, that's the plan. Okay. And also, as I said, these celebrities, which I'm, I said I would love to partner with, going to the schools and actually sharing their real life stories uh, with, with the children. And so how do those celebrities get hold of you? They can contact me uh, info mm-hmm. at pieces of four dot com. Uh, that's P I E C E S. Mm-hmm. Uh, of numerical four dot com and uh, pieces info at pieces of four dot com alternatively and so at pieces of four dot com pieces of four so pieces of with the number four numerical with four the number four yes. dot com and what are you doing tomorrow night <laughs> hopefully I'll be with friends uh, enjoying myself uh, yeah uh, I, I'm, I don't have big plans yeah but please don't drive. Definitely not. Stay in <laughs> I'm in the slow town of East London, so uh, you'd, be, uh, you'd be surprised. Be... You'd be surprised what happens in slow town. <laughs> Everyone has gone there thinking it's a slow town. Then by midnight tomorrow, it becomes a very fast town. <laughs> so don't fool, your, don't fool yourself. Just you know, just enjoy, enjoy safely, and and yeah, all the best for 
you and Kenya for 2014. Thank you so much, Shadow. I appreciate it. You also enjoy yourself in Cape Town. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. You man. take care. Well, there it is. Andiswa is, is com. If you're interested in, in sharing your story with uh, and being part of the pride movement, the pride movement, and that they started by giving us these black dolls, um, curious to see them and see the finished product. And, and I didn't know, do kids stay, still play with dolls? You know, since cell phones, I just think kids sit in front of the TVs or in front of their cell phones and don't much play with dolls. So I'd be interested in knowing if, if your child, and, and if your child plays with a doll. Well, let's play now music by Roberto Porveda. Toda la noche cuando me quiero despertar No puedo, no puedo Sueño que estoy en un camino muy largo Que conduce al mar y es azul Esperando, esperando El santo remedio de la sal, la sal Como velo sobre tu mirada la te hace ver un poco más allá, oye bien, una luz de libertad, una hoguera de sonrisas y de pan, yo lo sé, sueño mamá, contigo toda la noche, sueño mamá, contigo toda la noche, sueño mamá, contigo toda la noche. Cuando me quiero despertar No puedo, no puedo Sueño que estoy en un camino muy largo Que conduce al mar y estás tú Esperando, esperando El santo remedio de la sal La sal, mamá, mamá Como velo sobre tu mirada, la, la te hace ver un poco más allá, oye bien, una luz de libertad, una hoguera de sonrisas y de pan, ya tuve sueño mamá, contigo toda la noche, sueño mamá, contigo toda la noche, sueño mamá, contigo toda la noche. Sueño mamá, digo toda la...
Sueño Mama, taken from the Latin Lounge um, compilation of songs, Roberto Poveda on Otherwise. It brings us now to the story of the magic pot on Nalibai. <laughs> 